1: I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's show, we continue with part two of Cries from the Drift. And after last week's thrilling Vesk combat, they find the ghost ship adrift and they manage to board it. But what will they find and are they alone? Find out this week. So a few very quick show notes. One person wrote us and actually said that we did flyby wrong, and after thinking about it and talking to him, he was right. We actually were doing it wrong last week. This is one of those cases in which I actually went to PaizoCon and they were doing flyby like this. And also, Starship Combat is something we haven't really done a huge amount. I've done it about 10, 11 times, and it's actually not a maneuver that we really did very often. So, it was an innocent mistake, and now we all know that flyby attack, it doesn't allow you a free attack. All it does is allow you an attack using any weapon, and then you can attack the enemy on any quadrant. It's actually not that great in retrospect, and it didn't really break the game too much, as that combat was kind of over anyhow. But it is good to know that when we make a mistake, we always try to own up to it and say what we did and how to correct it. Also, in this week's show, I do want to warn you that we do talk a lot about just some general Starfinder Society information. One of the big things we talk about is infamy points and how they work. And that's for the first 11 minutes or so. We just talk about general Starfinder stuff before we actually get into the adventure. So if you're not interested in Starfinder Society or how Infamy Points work or anything like that, just skip the first 11 minutes or so and then we go right into the adventure. And one of the main reasons we talk about this is that two of the people on the show, Lauren and Rebecca, are brand new to Starfinder Society. And one thing that's different with Starfinder Society with pretty much any other role playing game is that there is a general set of rules that everyone has to follow and that includes some alignment rules and where everyone has to play kind of good slash neutral and if you do play evil there are consequences and they weren't completely aware of this so that's kind of we got into this large discussion of how infamy works and what it means for Starfinder society so again if you're not interested in any of this just skip ahead and you'll get right to the adventure And finally, for those of you who are just interested in Starfinder Adventure with Roll for Combat, we have a new podcast feed. That's right. If you look on iTunes or Android or Stitcher, just look for Roll for Combat Starfinder Society and you will find the feed. The feed will only give you our Starfinder Society shows and not the regular Roll for Combat show in which we do interviews and are currently playing through the Dead Suns adventure. So if you're interested in just that, just subscribe to the Starfinder Society podcast instead. Or you can subscribe to both. That would be great. That's what I do. You can do that too. Otherwise, let's get into the show. So last we left off, you guys fought a semi-honorable battle with the Vesk. There was a little, uh, little touch and go there, but I guess you managed to convince me it was honorable. And because of that, you managed to get some armor, get a machine gun, get some credits. You tried to fit as much garbage into this tiny, tiny vessel. Quinn wanted to just stay there and like open up a mining colony, but obviously you didn't have enough room or time. And now you have finally found the Honor Bound, and of course it is caught in a gigantic storm that is quickly going to overtake the Honor Bound and eat it up before you have time to tow it away. So you guys are kind of on the clock. But, first things first, you did find a squad machine gun, and you also found some Golem Forge plating Mark II armor. Now, who is going to hold those? Now, before we do that, Jess is, I think, the only one who can have the machine gun. But Jess or Pollux can take the armor. So, fight. Here comes fight.
2: Well, I don't use guns.
0: I'm not. I am not a gun user, so... Chris Beamer is playing the human mystic Pollux Germanicus. I would definitely like
2: to throw my hat in the ring for the armor. I'm wearing Gala and plate armor one right now.
0: yeah so I've got
3: I've got I think almost no armor.
0: Rebecca Wigant is playing the human soldier Jess.
1: Jess is a soldier and has you have armor. let's see. Well Jess is a soldier and has garbage armor. And Paul sure is, is a Mystic who somehow has heavy armor because he's insane.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> not only do I have heavy armor, I have the uh well not yet, but I will have a thing where I will take twenty
0: percent chance I won't get critted. That's yeah, true. I, I don't I don't have any of that. You have hidden soldier armor, right? Rob Tramarco is playing the human operative Lucan.
1: Which is yeah, which is actually pretty good. I mean right now you're at a plus three plus five. Uh, Jess, If you take the Golem Forge, it'll go up to a plus five, plus seven. So it basically gives you a plus two to all of your armors.
3: Well, I'm not going to be greedy. If there's somebody uh, who can wear this, I'm already getting the machine gun. So if anybody would really like it, I'm not going to put up a fight.
1: Well, there's only one person who can wear it.
3: That would be me.
1: (laughs) Right. Now for Pollux... Pollux, you want it. it. Goes from plus two to plus five to a plus five, plus seven. So you get a plus three, plus two. So you're definitely going to get a little bit more if you pick it up. Let's,
4: it. Give, let's give Pollux the new armor, and you can wear Pollux's old armor.
0: Lauren Sieg is playing the Ysoki Technomancer, way you will it unburrow. That's true. That is an option.
2: Uh, not utilitarian. In,
1: no, uh, now in Starfinder society, because you're not allowed to trade. Even in, during the game, Then give it back? Lending? Believe it or not, you're not. I think you can lend. Right. You can lend or They're very, Let's, very lend. strict. But yes, you can lend. Your- is there
3: somebody that we can call and ask permission? Yes, <laughs>
5: <laughs> there is. Get him on the phone. Let's see it. I want to hear Keeley called in
0: on this. Bob Marquis is playing the human mystic
5: Quinn.
1: Oh, no, my God. Do not call. Jason. I
3: definitely want to make sure that if I'm going to be having any fun. That I have permission to do so. You need permission for fun.
6: Please fill out this form and triplicate to have fun. Let's call Thirsty. Actually, yeah. we can call Thirsty
1: and we can't call John because they're both at Origins. So, womp, womp. Well,
3: that's the perfect. That's the perfect time to call them.
0: So, Bob has to drive over to Origins and ask. Him. Jason McDonald is playing the Lashunta Solarian, Nala Trienzi. Add, add it to the list. Add it to the list. All right. Bob,
1: drive over, add it to the list of things I need you to do at Origins. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of questions. Just
5: send me an email. I'll tear right through it.
1: Okay, you do that.
3: Take the armor. I I don't need your other armor. It would be weird anyway, so just let's...
6: That's true. It also would slow you down more and, I think, screw up a couple more of your skills.
3: Yeah, so move on.
5: Yeah, also, in the future, Chris, do you want some of the loot?
2: Never. Not really.
5: All right, good. I'm glad to hear that.
2: I live a life
3: of modesty and
5: reflection. Good. I understand that. That's wonderful.
3: I am so
1: broke I need loot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me put this armor on Pollux while you talk amongst yourselves. I mean, I
2: think the deal is like in society at the end of the adventure anyone can, can get that armor, right? I mean we would if even you can buy it. Yes. You can buy you can it. Like buy I it. would have to buy it also.
1: Yeah, you can buy it, but now because if you if it's on your chronicle sheet it can be you can be two levels lower than what it is. So if it's level four armor, when you're level two, you can get it and buy it if you want. Otherwise, you have to normally be level three. So anything on your chronicle sheet, you can get early. That's what cool.
2: What is what level is this armor?
1: Uh, I think it's level four. You're making me look things. I'll up. check. I'll check. Oh, it's Hold level. On. It's level three. So you can actually get it now. It's level right, three. But, but I would have nice. to buy it at the end of the adventure. Right.
3: I just want a fair
2: share yes. of
1: the cash. Okay. You guys all get the same. Unless, you know, you die. Then you get a casket.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of cool advantages to society. I mean, it's all very egalitarian. And, you know, you can't really... Like, any loot you get in the adventure, you don't get to keep. You have to, like, buy it at the end if you can.
3: That, sound, that sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> but you do get all... Like, there's no... Like, everyone gets the same amount of money, right? And the same experience. Although Bob's Star the finders.
6: It's all about, you know, who knows if you're going to play with some unscrupulous GM... Right.
1: Who's like everyone.
6: like Yeah, or players. Yeah. Well, that's what makes this so
1: much fun. So, by the way, there's also something... We didn't really touch about this, but after last week and the way you guys are playing and you kind of were getting close to it, there's a thing called infamy points. And if you do something dishonorable uh, in the eyes of the Starfinder or pack worlds, you will get what's called an infamy point. If you get... You start off with none. I think if you get three, you're kind of kicked out of Starfinder society. If you get one then you have a minus 1 to the level of everything you can buy. So, yeah, and you can get them. Um, we'll be good. Oh, I'm just just I'm just saying. That sounds you know,
3: amazing. I've been can, a model citizen?
1: Model what? That's funny. A model a model bad or a model good.
4: Been a model citizen?
2: So so if you're sitting at a game, a Pathfinder Society game, like in, in person, and, and a DM says that you get an infamy point, does he t- like, take your sheet and
3: stamp it with something?
1: You basically, He says infamy point, and he puts it on the Chronicle, yeah.
3: <laughs> nice. He goes on social media and tells everyone that you are less than.
1: And
5: anyone you run into in Starfinder Society, when they meet you, they say, Sean, <laughs> Sean.
7: <laughs> what happens if most of your party behaves and one person does the thing that gets us the infamy point?
1: No, it's per, per character. It's not. For oh, the per part. character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have
7: nothing to worry about then.
3: I am so grateful for real life right now.
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I could see like being in a con or something, and somebody you don't know decides they're going to pee in the punch bowl and get the infamy point. It's really
1: no, it's just—it's actually, yeah, it's infamy and alignment infractions. If you want to look it up, and um, yeah, here we go. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a whole thing in here. <laughs> I think I need to look this up. Major infractions. Characters who become wantonly evil by performing vile acts deliberately and or without motive or provocation are retired from the campaign when they reach three infamy and cannot reduce the value by spending fame. This measure is last resort. So. So, what's,
3: so what's a vile act, not liking the same music as
5: you?
1: Well, it depends on the music, that It's a combination of the GM's discretion, but there's actually rules in each adventure path saying if you do this, then you can get infamy. Like, if, you, um, like if you're supposed to it's heal a character... You. Right, like, if you're in a character and you're supposed to heal them, and then you decide to kill them and take their stuff, like, you get the stuff, but then you get an infamy point. So, yeah, so, like, a character is zero, it's no effect. Infamy of 1, characters earned a reputation for performing unseemly deeds. If it's 2, the character is renowned for her or his evil exploits in the name of the Starfinder Society, and then you reduce the level of equipment you can buy by 2. And <laughs> number 3 is the character has earned such a reputation that he is barred from participating in Starfinder Society role-playing guild. Unless you spend fame to reduce his infamy score at the end of the session.
5: So, if I recall the characters here, Willet and Lucan are the ones that are high on the, the the danger list of infamy.
6: Not at all. So can I just know?
3: Can I just so I understand this a little? What went on last session that this is being discussed?
6: I don't know.
7: There was some debate over whether we fought honorably. Ah. Uh. In the and in the ship combat,
6: based on that debate, and
7: the official rule was as long as we don't attack the back quarter, and I, or target life support, or target life support,
1: or taunt. I don't think we did, did either of those. You things. actually taunted. The, hey, taunt, was... the taunt
7: was what the taunt got a little bit raunchy. Aggressive. Yeah. yeah,
3: so taunting.
4: Those were the rules some Ves guy set up. That's not Starfinder Society rules. Who cares about some Ves guy?
6: That's not according to Hoyle. Yeah, exactly.
1: All I'm doing is telling you, since you guys are new to Starfinder Society, heck, you're new to Starfinder, some of you. Yeah,
6: we'll we'll watch our step. Don't worry, we won't murder babies, not yet. Yeah, I think
7: Pollux insulted the entire Vesk race, which was a little bit dodgy.
4: Yeah.
1: So...
3: Well, they are a Vesk. Oh, sorry, never mind. So being unfriendly earns you infamy?
1: No. No. No, no. You can be unfriendly all you want, but um, I think you guys were toying with the idea of killing him outright, which, you, you know, know... Uh,
6: yeah, you were. I have the audio recording. Oh. Someone uh, said uh, idle you conversation. We, we put actually. the kibosh on it. It's, you know, Discussion is not infamy. I know, but I'm just giving you until a little... It,
3: until it is.
6: Exactly. I'm just giving a little experience,
1: just, just because in real life... Uh, Mr. Chris has done some, uh, infamous acts in, the, in the name of role playing, not in this campaign, well, of course, but in <laughs> real life, he's done in many, many not in real life, not in real life. Okay. In role playing life, you've done it many, many times,
5: right? He was completely acquitted of all that crap that people brought up. Don't just, we can't even talk about it.
1: Fresh slate, fresh, fresh star. Hey, everyone, this is a totally different character. Pollux is the gleaming star of light and honor, right? Yes, beacon of Iomedy. Mm hmm. Anyhow, Valor, justice, honor. Anyhow,
5: uh, so I open the door.
1: Now, with that, you have found the heavily damaged Kasathian transport ship floating in empty space. And all you see is a slowly flashing orange light at its aft. And just a few miles away, you see the massive storm that is slowly approaching. What do you wish to do? How do you wish to approach the ship?
3: So that breach on the, uh, the port, what is that? Is that? An, that's, uh, that's not the engine. That's the, uh, what is that, a, a gun, the weapon wing?
1: That was like in the cell that seemed to be torn off. It appears... Can't really see if it's open to space or not. However... Actually,
3: actually, last week I asked you and you said it was exposed to vacuum.
1: It was exposed to vacuum, but it's very small. However, the aft, there is... The double doors are completely open and exposed to space.
4: All right. Can we dock?
1: Yes, you can dock or spacewalk. Let's dock. For sure. You don't want spacewalk? You sure? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 100%. That oh, okay. sounds good to me. It sounds like fun. Aww. It's not it's not fun. Oh, it is fun for the GM. Okay. You uh let's see if you dock. Yep, you dock new problem. You attach yourself to the struggle scholar. And how big is this vessel
3: rel- how big is this vessel relative to ours? Um, it's about it's a little bit bigger. So it works so we're kinda doing ass to ass here. If you wish.
5: Well, i'm actually eyeballing the map that we have here and it looks to be about 300 feet across assuming the five foot squares 50 100 yeah uh, about that 250 long
3: i will go in
5: excellent i'm right behind you
3: uh, i was actually gonna offer to be up front but
1: uh, as you wish
5: nope oh, stand next to him double doors
1: you walk in the ceilings appear to be about 15 feet high with walls made of you know standard starship materials the entire chamber is one large airlock with access doors to the north and the south obviously the south are completely open loose netting floats in the gravity-free chamber a warning light above the interior door flashes every few seconds periodically bathing the room in a dim orange glow a small panel next to the door flashes orange in time with the warning light. You have, you are guys are in our favored environment, zero G. Mm. Gross.
4: That's no big deal.
1: I activate my mag boots, like in the expanse. <laughs> so as we learned the hard way, um, yes, you actually do have the ability yes. to clamp on to the ground. And walk on the ground with your boots that are built into all armor. Hooray! All right, so
3: standard procedure. Is there a way to repressurize this room from this side of the door, this side of the bulkhead?
1: Uh, give me an engineering check. Okay. I like the
5: idea. I Imagine we all have to move inside, so I'm going to do that.
3: I mean, like we. Yeah. Live, I mean, like we live in space. I don't know this.
5: Oh, well, I can breathe in space. I'm fine with that. That's not an issue.
2: I draw my sword, and I keep an eye on that door to the north. Sun's not out. Gun's out. Exactly.
3: Let's close it up. Uh, I'll head over to the panel.
5: Also, could one of you who knows how these mechanisms work, is there any way to get some breathing air and light going on in here?
6: Working on it, Grandpa.
5: (laughs) Oh, thank you, son. I appreciate it.
1: There wasn't appear doesn't doesn't appear to be a panel on the south side, but again, there is that panel on the north side that seems to be blinking in sync with the flashing light.
3: That's what I'm looking at. What do you do? <sighs> is it labeled
6: in Kasothan. I can read Kasothan. Go for it. How about you, Willett?
4: Uh I don't I don't speak Kasothan, but I speak computer pretty good.
3: All right, you're up. Go for it.
4: So do we just want an engineering check?
1: Yeah. Engineering. That's fine.
7: I'm going to take a look at these crates, or those that just decoration on the map?
1: No, those are crates.
7: All right, I'm going to take a little look at those while they're messing with the door.
3: I'm going to cover the door while she's working.
7: Okay, engineering. Yeah, I mean, this appears
1: to be a standard, more or less, um, depressurized, pressurized panel that you can press.
4: We, I, I press it.
1: You press the button, the southern doors slowly close, and you start to feel artificial gravity kicking in gradually, and you start to see or feel air filling the room, and a blaring alarm can slowly be heard as air continues to fill the room and it becomes pressurized.
5: Now, did you just do this room or the whole ship there, young person?
1: I, I don't know. Did I do the room or the ship? You don't know yet. Um, it so, depends
4: on which rooms
3: are closed. Yeah.
1: This. After about 30 seconds, the alarm light stops flashing, and the panel appears to change to a symbol that looks like it will open up this interior door now. So And you guys can fully hear, and you can fully see the lights. Oh, sorry. The lights do not come on. Um, the ceiling is about 15 feet high. It is dim light. It appears it's only low power emergency lighting that, ca- that clicked on. So everyone who has dim light or low light vision, you guys can see fine. Otherwise, you humans have a 20% mischance on anything you fight unless you have a light source.
6: What if I have infrared um, sensors built into my armor?
1: then you should be fine. It's yep. low light vision or dark vision you need. So thank you very much. I have a flashlight attached to my armor. Yes, that will work. It's, I believe, 20 feet.
5: I have a flashlight attached to Chris's armor.
1: Then <laughs> 20 feet and whatever you can see at Chris's I got armor. my own flashlight. That cool. is right. So, uh, let's see. Nala examines the crates and finds boxes full of mundane equipment used to adopt to no non-standard airlocks. Uh, make minor repairs and so forth they're very large very bulky designed for this ship only and appear to have little to no value
4: little to no value I could definitely say something about that
7: okay yay
1: well you've already filled up the ship with ore so you don't have a lot of room left and this is really stuff that is useful for this type of Kasstan ship so it's 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 like a European adapter You know, it's like, unless you're going to go right there.
3: You said these are airlock components?
1: Yeah, they're designed to, like, interface with the airlock so you can adapt to, you know, dock to any type of different ships.
3: We might be able to use this to deal with a breach if we find one later in the vessel, so just take a note.
4: Well, we're kind
1: of
7: running out of time, so are you all ready to move? I'm I'm ready. Ready sweep and clear. I'm going to light up my uh, Solarian weapon, just in case.
4: Alright, I'll, I'll hit the button open the door.
7: You hit the button. Suddenly, a horrifying
1: screech echoes past the sealed door a second before you open it. And then the door opens. Shrunk. What was that? Was that a ghost? Oh. I don't know, but it didn't sound good.
3: I, ste- I step right up to block the door.
1: A gruesome trail of blood runs across the floor of the 10-foot-wide hallway that runs horizontally across the ship.
4: That that, 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 that That's blood, isn't it? Is we have it... a blood
1: trail here, people. Yeah, there's a nice little blood trail. Is it
3: clear what direction
4: it's moving in?
1: The blood? I mean, yeah. it appears to be going east to west, west to east. You're going to have to examine it. In addition, you see in front of you... A shorter hall leads to a door in the north, with two doorways halfway up that hall, exiting to the east and the west. Finally, you have the large airlock seal that covers the southern wall here. That's where you are now. In addition, Pollux notices a double-barreled weapon turret limply hanging from the ceiling, just west of the southern airlock door. Like, right where I'm standing? (laughs) Ah, (laughs) <laughs> Great. Uh-oh. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. That is what you see. So there's a blood trail leading... It's like an, like an upside-down T. So you're, like, at the bottom of the T. There's a blood trail going across the top of the T. And then the, the bottom part of the T has, like, two doors, one to the east, one to the west, and one all the way to the north. And there's a turret just hanging in front of uh, Pollux, just sort of hanging out so of it the didn't, ceiling.
2: Didn't kill me, so I guess it is out of ammo, maybe.
6: I will, and we right. make sure of that, engineering persons? Yeah, I stand perfectly still. It's 15 feet up in the air.
3: I will silently signal for Pollux to cover the west approach on the hallway, and I will head to the east corner uh, sneakily and peer around it.
5: After they have done that, I'm going to move forward and try and do a medicine check to see how fresh the blood is. Obviously it's frozen in space and vacuum, but if it's only an hour old, if I can determine, then maybe that person's still alive.
1: This area is not vacuum. It appears to be completely intact of all life support systems. There is only emergency lighting power. So the only area that was vacuum was the airlock. So you're okay with that. Something else is occurring. As the storm is getting closer and closer, you do notice the lights continuously flash on and off and the power in your suits and your lights Pollock flash on and off at random times.
2: It's, I'm not a fish, it's not Pollock, it's Pollocks.
1: Pollocks? Yeah. You randomly have your light is flashing on and off for like a couple of seconds at a time and all of your electronics seem to be whacking out.
4: Mm. I'm very intimidated. That's not good. Yeah, I wanna
5: see how old the blood is, if possible. Medicine of fourteen.
1: A medicine of fourteen. So you look at the blood trail, it's uh it's pretty old, definitely a couple of months. It's hard to tell more than that, but it's very caked, very dried, and it appears to have not been disturbed since the initial splatitude occurred. Can I determine... Can I
3: tell what species it is?
1: Yeah. No idea. I mean, you can try, but you're going to need a really, really high check. I'm going to give it a shot. And a med kit. Which regular packed world species don't have red blood? Well, most. Do you also have a med kit? You'll need a med kit for that.
5: Uh, I have a med kit, so I can try another medicine check to check species. So do I. Alright, there you go. Then. Go for it. Okay, good. I'll assist you. I fail to assist, and it didn't need it.
6: No, you assisted just fine. No, just you assisted. You got a 20, so you assisted oh. on an 8. <laughs> I, I saw so those rolls wrong. Jess got
1: a 10. Jess is like, the blood, it's red. There you go.
4: Hey, CSI Absalon, there's kind of a storm about to tear us apart. Do we want to hurry it up?
5: Okay. Can I tell which way the blood came from and went
4: to? We
2: well, went you can, I could see went. it. If you move up, you can see it, can't you? Which Perception. way did it go to? Perception.
1: Anyone could do that. Anyone can make a perception.
5: Doing it. Fifteen.
1: Paul looks gets a nine. Need a little bit more than that. Quinn gets a 24, five. though. Quinn got a 15. Just uh, got a 15. Two 15s. Still need a little higher. Still not sure.
5: Well, if we don't know, we go in one direction. Whoever wants to take a point. I mean, it's
2: going from one door to another, so you might as well yes. just pick one. Well, you one have and go two people who still want to make rolls.
1: Pick one and go. Go. If you want to make rolls. I'm going starboard. Quinn makes <laughs> a Nine. That just needs Willet. Willet's the only one who didn't make a reception check. No, I
7: need to do one too. Sorry. I'm
4: just going to stand in front of one of the heavy plate people and just push them forward. Good plan. Oh,
7: we're there.
1: (laughs) Who's got my back? I got your back. Nala gets a 20. As do I. Thank you, sir. There you go. Okay, Nala. You can determine that the blood looks like it appears to have gone from the west to the east. So that door oh, in right. front of Jess, it appears to be in front of. What I wouldn't mind
4: getting off do? the ship as fast as we can.
1: I agree.
3: Great. I try to breach.
4: Uh, I would say Jess,
5: open the door, but let's prepare for something to come out from behind us from the south.
2: Sword drawn, flashlight at the ready. The door stay
1: behind me is locked and will not open. <gasps> oh, <gasps> oh, does it no. need a card
6: key? Oh, no. I'm getting flashbacks. Yes,
1: it does appear to need a card key.
2: Wait, good thing we have an expert in uh this sort of thing. Look oh, at. And...
6: No. 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 <laughs> you have the skills. Will it? Will it can do it. She's she's the best at things.
4: Is this something that engineering
1: or computers would solve? Engineering solves it. Engineering.
5: In the meantime, Lucan, do you want to try again? How about an 11? Will it roll
1: a 1. Will it does not have the skills to pay the bills. That's right. I'm
4: too scared right now.
1: When Will it goes up to touch the panel, I think another door goes
6: in place to lock it again. (laughs) All right. Uh, I will assist you, Will it. Try again. Okay, then. I did not Uh, assist you. Lucan fails.
1: Rolls a 15. Not only can you not unlock this door, but it appears to be well beyond any of your pay grades. You're going to have to find that key, and the door is way too heavy to try to even break into or force your way through since it's Starship Metal. Maybe if you had time, you can do it, but obviously you got to find the way to open this door using the traditional way. I try, I try... I
3: head across the hall and try the other door. Yeah, there
2: let's just do a yep. sweep and clear every... We're right here.
1: Open the door. Okay, you go across the
7: hall. The other choice would be to go back to where the blood trail emanated and see if there's a key, some sort of key there. We can yeah, do but
5: that we're next. here
1: now. So, Are you guys ready to open yes. up the southeast door? So how about that door? We open the door. You open the door. Four beds line most of these tidy crew quarters. Each bed is neatly made with a prominent item placed on top its center. Above the beds are slightly sealed storage compartments. A single-tier metal shelf curves around the southwestern wall, its surface pristine but entirely empty.
3: I wa- I wave the rest of the team in and take up a cover position in the hallway facing west.
4: We're looking for survivors, right? There's none in here. Let's go. Uh, Could you describe what one of those key card
5: things might look like? Because if these were crew, maybe one of them had one to get around the
4: ship maybe in their
3: storage. it if you feel like we need to hustle, why don't you come with me?
4: Uh, I want to stay where everyone is. Safety in numbers, as I say.
3: So do you want to rush, or do you want us to have safety in numbers? I want to get off this ship before we
5: all die.
1: <laughs> Lucan rolls a 13 of perception. Uh, 18, Quinn looking for 18
5: a key card perception. in this.
1: Okay, well, for that, you look around, and there appears to be one item... On each bed. One of the items appears to be an electronic scale model of the Indari, rotating slowly in air above smooth sand. Another bed holds a personal data pad flashing with a low battery warning. Another one seems to be holding a baton of some sort and the last one has a book on it. There's also compartments on the beds
6: and they appear to be locked.
7: Oh, wait, we were supposed to bring back any personal effects if we yeah. find them. Yeah, let's so. scoop them up,
6: and uh, look at that data pad. Yep. I will try these uh, foot lockers, starting with the one on my, uh in front of here. Engineering
1: or strength check to open up a locker. Engineering and it is. The data pad has the low battery warning. It does not appear to turn on.
6: I have a plus two to open lock with my engineering lockpick uh, devices. Okay, Mr.
1: Luke, can you do that? Hold on. Where the hell did it go? All that wow. bait, and he rolled a one.
6: Terrible. Y- yeah, you, you didn't open up it up. I'm going to try a
2: strength check on the one near me. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm
6: going to try it again. The...
2: Ooh, that's oh a... My... a 20.
6: <laughs>
1: yes, a 20 strength check. You rip it open, no problem. Opening it up is the equivalent of opening all of them up, so you just go around ripping them all open. Oh, good. Thank you. And inside you find a total of three basic medkits. Super.
5: Great. Well, we'll take them, because you never know, and they'll come in handy. But otherwise, if that's all we find, let's, let's go
1: back.
4: Let me see that, that uh, data pad. I think I can turn it back on.
1: All yours. You take the data pad. Again, it just has the low battery warning light. So
4: could I use a transfer charge to transfer one round from my rifle into that data pad?
7: Ooh, cool.
1: Sure. You could also use a flashlight or similar battery. Anything can really... Oh,
4: even better. Somebody give me your flashlight. I need, sure.
3: the, I need this to see the things I want to shoot.
4: Pollux hands you his flashlight. Okay, so I take the flashlight on one end and I wrap it in copper. And I take the data pad on the other side and I wrap that in copper. And in between them is like an old timey AM radio and I turn the dial all the way from the left all the way to the right to do the spell transfer charge
1: cool love it. Is that a cantrip or level 1 spell I forget
4: that's a cantrip
1: excellent so you cast it you manage to spark it back up to life and it goes right to where it last left off and that is a log do you wish to look at the log?
4: I give it to someone else it's already bored me
1: Well, it's all in Kasothan, so it would have to be someone who can read Kasothan. I can read Kasothan. I speak Kasothan. (laughs) Well, there's what you see. You might want to read it for the audience. This one's going to take a little while.
6: All right. Record one. I am worried about Yato. She is furious about what happened at the bulwark and seems to be withdrawing more and more. She didn't even attend this morning's spar. Instead, I battled against Blue Sky 101 who is a skilled opponent but lacks the same vitality and understanding of honor. I thought Yato would at least work some of her anger out by taking Batan to Bat. Perhaps it is her youth getting the better of her. I will give her a few days to restore her balance. Record two. The loss of Yato is unbearable, and to make matters worse, the damage to the ship was more extensive than we thought. The captain sent out a distress beacon in the drift, but it is too dangerous to stay in this minefield. So we have returned to the Material Plane. When we return to the Adari, I hope the A-D-A-T-A, Adata will accept Yato's body and grant me dispensation to query her soul. I guess an adata is a rank or a, a position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to speak with her one last time and ask her why she was in the cargo hold when we were hit. For now, I have shrouded her body and placed it in the sparring chamber. Record three. At first, I thought it was a dream, a nightmare. I walked into the sparring room, and there was Yato, but changed. She swung at me from across the room, but I felt her hand rip through me as though I were made of paper. Oh, boy. I tried to subdue her with the sparring equipment, but my blows simply passed through her. It took all of us armed with force batons to eventually lure her into the captain's quarters, where the captain sacrificed herself to trap Yato, or whatever she has become within her suit's force field. Keela has rigged one of the ship's batteries to amplify the field and keep the creature contained, but we may soon be faced with fighting this thing for our lives. Final record As our forebears face the dimming of Kasath's sun, so do we know that our ship's power reserves near its end. Traska has encrypted our ship's log, and tonight we will gather in the mess to partake of our final meal. We have placed our sacred items atop our beds, as tradition requires. I hope those items, as well as something of the Captain, our pilot, and even Blue Sky 101, find a safe return to the Adari, should we not. Eloritu Guide Us. This was written by Teliu Daviad Mord of Clan Ferris, House Elwood, Truthkeeper of the Ferris Stone. Poor girl. Yeah, she's... Probably still on the ship.
5: Now, this is where I want to confirm. Did we actually get those items from on top of their bed? Did we get yep. them all? All right, And we yep. respectfully placed them somewhere, they wouldn't be damaged.
1: Respectfully bagged them up. So
3: one of those batons, is that a force baton?
1: You can do a engineering check. Or can I just, like, pick
3: it up and turn it on? There's
1: nothing to turn on.
3: Okay. Somebody roll engineering and then... I do not have engineering.
4: So are you going to come bring it to me? Does everyone just hand Actually, me all of their technical garbage? Correct.
2: Actually, I have knowledge engineering. Hold on.
6: Yeah, but it's probably not as good as it's Pretty good. I'll it. Ch-
2: Let me check it out. I forgot.
6: Whatever gets it done.
4: Oh, uh, well.
6: 13. Hold it up
5: in front of Willett's face. Anything, it is, whatever it may be.
4: Oh, if it's shiny, that's definitely exciting. Soldier rep- Looks oh, like yeah. an
1: 18. 18, yes. This is not something common, hence you didn't know what it was. The soldier also might might have known because soldiers have some abilities. This is a... Just as a soldier. Oh, yeah, I know, but that was if the engineering failed. Um, oh. A Darian Force Training Baton. This looks like a normal tactical baton, except it's much thinner and much lighter. The baton has a passive nano-engineering such that if you swing it hard enough through any atmosphere, it creates an electromagnetic force. This one actually appears to be very nice, and it actually is engraved with the lengthy lineage of titles of its owner. So, this appears to be a, uh, a sort of super, you know, baton. It's no different in power, it just appears to be much nicer. This is a second level, uncategorized basic melee weapon. It does 1d4 bludgeoning damage. However, if it is wielded by a character with at least 12 strength, it will turn into force damage through the Electromatic Force and the Nano-Engineering.
3: Pollux, I feel like you should probably swing this at a Ghost if need be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty strong. I have 15 Strength OOC, but yeah, um, and I only use melee weapons, so... Would you do the honors? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll wield the baton. I, sh- I actually have the baton in one hand and my sword in the other. Is it considered a... What kind of weapon? It's an advanced melee weapon?
1: No, it's an uncategorized basic melee. Anyone can use mm. it.
3: Yeah, I've got a generic one. All right, I say right. we I say we roll over to the west end, so uh, we'll head to the port hallway.
1: Yep. Yep. And so you have the per- personal data pad, the force baton, there was a book, and there was the scale model of the NRT.
5: Why don't you deal with that door to the north first? As
1: you walk past the central hallway... Oh, no. The turret starts to track everyone as they're walking through the hallway. Uh-oh. It
3: wasn't doing that before. I try to keep it very cool and just walk like I didn't do nothing. You got it. Serpentine, serpentine. That just makes you look silly before you die.
5: Alright, I recommend the door to the north, just so nothing's behind us when we open the larger room.
1: That's why I'm standing there.
3: I try the non-bloody door first.
1: Excellent. The door to the north, where the cell was blown off.
6: You ready?
5: Maybe we shouldn't open that? Well, so we're going to be sucked out into space. I
6: hold on to something. Yeah, let's be brace ourselves, it might be a vacuum action.
3: Everybody get clamped before I open this. Yep.
1: Clamp, brace. Clamp and turn on mag boots. You ready? Go. Ready. This northern wall of this chamber is so forcefully compacted that the chamber extends only about 10 feet from the door. Several person-sized crates are fused into the distorted hole, obviously melted by extreme heat. Space is visible between several gaps in the northern wall, accentuated by the occasional shimmer of a force field. Basically, it looks like everything in this compartment was sucked ten feet in front of you to the north wall, melted, and the few gaps that you see are actually being held in place by a force field.
5: Hmm.
3: What a shitty funeral. And nothing else in there? You guys know what those boxes. You're
1: going to have to go in. Let's go. I go there. Yeah, check it out. Give me a perception check. Okay, that I do have. 21. Yeah, you notice that there appears to be a pattern of fluids around the edges of one of the force fields protecting the hole. There's also a computer terminal next to the door. So that is what you notice. Uh, Quinn also notices the same thing. Quinn, give me a medicine check. All right. Jess also notices it. 22. Quinn does a medicine check and can see that the pattern of, it appears to be android fluids and alien blood splatter amongst the edges of one of the force fields.
5: What kind of alien? Per Jess's comp- uh, question earlier, can I tell what alien species that the splatter might belong to? Obviously, my underlying question is if it's the crew or invaders. Right. Uh, it
1: appears to not be Kasothin, but other than that, you do not know.
5: Well, that in itself tells us something. Okay. It was a Kasothian curling.
1: There is
2: a computer terminal over here if someone wants to take a look. I don't know from that.
1: Yes, there is a computer terminal over there as well. Is it, is it safe in there?
2: It's safe. It's... I, ha-
1: I head back out into the
4: hallway to make room for the little rat. I can take a look. It's a Yosokai. Thank you very much. I'll take a look at the computer.
2: All right. I will cover you and make sure
3: nothing gets you. I cover him in the little rat.
4: <laughs> That's racist.
3: Nope, that's not what that word means. Species? Speciesist.
4: Oh, I guess I should probably be rolling a computer's.
1: Yes, we're waiting for you. 16. Yeah, you can't. You're having trouble accessing this computer. Uh, you can try again.
4: I will try again. Maybe someone who speaks Kasathan Kithos- can tell me what some of these words mean?
1: I will assist you. There, there you go. go. 25. 25. Yeah, now now with a little bit of help of Lucan showing you it's like no 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 you got that's wrong this is wrong that's wrong and you're like oh the terminal adjacent to the door you could see kind of the last few commands and it identifies that the field was last lowered using the authorization of crew member named Blue Sky 101 and it looks like that this Blue Sky 101 was the last one to lower this force field and then it seemed to automatically go up after a certain amount of time.
2: I'm guessing Blue Sky 101 sounds like an Android name.
4: That's the Android. Why would why would he have lowered the force field? Maybe he
3: spaced himself.
2: (laughs) He might have like lowered it to to like lure didn't they mention something about luring it in and then turned it on? I don't know. Yeah.
3: They they
6: tried to get it out of there.
5: Yeah, but to the captain's quarters.
1: Seems fairly heroic. In addition, um, Jess, when she did her role, she noticed uh, her perception roll way back earlier that some of the crates seem to have some stuff in them still. Crack it open. Definitely.
4: You all want me to turn the force field off?
6: No no, 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 no.
4: You're insane. That is not happening.
6: No, no, don't do that. We can,
2: uh, we don't have to turn it off to look in him up. There.
1: No, no. I look at the crates with my
6: perception.
1: Lucan yep. looking through one of the fused cargo containers, and it seems to have a right arm and left leg mm-hmm. of, of a humanoid looking creature. It's probably a medicine check. Could figure out what this is. I've got body parts in here, Quinn. All right. Let me take a look at that. I'm on that. Pollux jumps up and gets a 16. Anyone else want to try their hand at figuring this out?
5: Nope. All right, I'll give it a shot.
1: Jess gets a 10. Quinn gets an nope. 8. I leave the room. This is too gross. <laughs> they um, were limbs of an android or an android-type creature. They were torn off by a creature with vicious claws. Hmm.
3: This is right. going to be sweet. Even though, right. an, even though the android
7: right. be subject to like Kasothan culture, we probably could bring those back as kind of remains of the android.
6: Yeah, let's do it.
7: Okay. I will take a,
2: a knee and I will say a silent prayer to the uh, fallen here in the name of Iomiddy.
3: Guys, if this thi- if this happens to me, you make sure to bring my limbs back too, okay?
6: We'll put all your guts and limbs in a bag. You got it. Not a problem at all.
3: I can go in the same bag as the Android. I'm not really picking Yeah, we
6: should all be in one bag for eco- economy's sake.
7: <laughs>
6: Crazy, Amade. I head out
3: and I head out
1: and try the south door. Okay, let me know when you're ready to open it.
7: Or wait, just uh, as a sort of like a general ship knowledge check, do we know? Remember which one is the captain's court quor- likely to be the captain's quarters? I think yes, it's the it was one. the locked one. Okay, just making sure. Ooh, that's gonna be where it is.
3: And we know why. Yep. Yep. Open, says me.
1: You open this door. A single door opens into this open space. Just inside the doorway, the entry floor is caked with blood, and several batons and shuriken are scattered throughout the room. A single sparring mat covers most of the center floor. An alcove along the eastern edge houses a weapon rack filled with several kinds of batons and a dozen fine shuriken. On the opposite wall is a pad of self-healing foam with the colorful abstract targets painted on it. A four-armed metal robot stands in the southwest corner of the chamber. I agreed it. Nothing happens.
3: I head over and and check it out. I move over to the weapons rack.
1: As soon as you walk into the room, it says something in Kasafan. What does it say? It proclaims its readiness for a duel. That's uh, a droid.
5: Uh, this may be the one.
3: Can you tell it to stand down?
1: Can I talk to it?
5: Blue Sky 101.
1: It appears to be floor-mounted, four-armed sparring robot. It spur- spurs to life and continues to ask and proclaim it is ready for a duel.
3: I got an idea.
1: Duel robot. Can you
3: tell...
6: Analysis. Oh. Tell me it about your last ready fight. for a duel. Right, that's it.
3: I got an idea. Can you tell it to uh, to stand down for now?
6: Robot, stand down. No fight. Blue Sky 101, stand down. Ready for a duel. Okay, stop. I head out of the room. I think it's ready
1: for a duel. It shuts itself down. Thank you.
3: Are any of these
2: other batons force batons?
1: Let's see. When the robot shuts itself down, a set of running lights leads to a panel in its back that you see. In addition... You do notice on the weapon rack, there appears to be force batons there, shuriken, battle gloves, a whole bunch of things, actually. What are battle gloves? Sentius battle gloves. Do you want to, like, fump, you know, put your... you want to uh, rummage through the uh, the rack, Pollux? Yes, I do. Okay. You find one force training baton. That's the one that you have. You find ten carbon-edged shurikens, eight tactical batons, four cestius battle gloves, two serums,
7: and there also appears to be shuriken kind
1: of like around the room.
7: I don't have a good range solution, so actually I wouldn't mind collecting up some of the shuriken and keeping them on me.
2: And what are these serums? Are these um, healing serums?
1: Uh, You'll have to do a check on those. What kind?
2: some kind of magic check.
1: That's a good question. Give me a second.
4: Medicine? It's probably healing. I mean, they kept it in the sparring room. What else are you going to keep in the sparring room?
1: Drugs. They're not healing. You would actually know what healing looks like. Healing wow, is the wow, same wow. in all um cultures. What are they? They're magical. Oh, I detect magic on it. I detect magic. Oh my god. You guys. Damn
5: it, I was slow.
1: The competition is wonderful. Well, you're not even in the room, so. You
5: <laughs> That's a fair point.
1: They are magical.
2: Mysticism. I say, old man, old man, get in here. Mysticism to identify
0: them.
5: Uh, uh, are you referring to me? Because I'd like to think of myself as simply a mature individual. I think old is a little actually ageist, is the common. Oh
0: uh, yeah, sorry.
5: You call everyone young one. I don't want to hear
4: it.
3: Venerable, venerable, venerable,
2: wise yeah. man, Quinn.
5: That's right. Show respect, young person. That's all I'm saying. Someday you'll be my age, if you're lucky.
2: Yes, sir. I'm, I, I'm not so good at
1: telling what this is, so.
5: All right, I'm rolling. 25, mysticism.
1: Nice. Yes, you know what this is. This is a Serum of Enhancement Commando. There's two of them. If you drink the serum, you get a plus two insight bonus to acrobatics and athletic checks, and you gain temporary hit points equal to half its level. Basically, you get one hit point of <laughs> temporary, and you get plus two to your acrobatics and athletics for one hour. There are two serums.
5: I don't think that's what Go Commando means.
6: It is now. I'll take one.
3: Take one. Here you go. Anyone want it? I'm more acrobatic when I Go Commando.
6: Yeah, it's more, it's freeing.
5: Uh, I don't think I need physical stats, so I'm cool.
3: May I have one? Yes. Thank you.
6: I drink it. You drink it right away. It's an hour, right?
3: Yes. That's an hour. Then I drink yes. it right now.
6: Okay, we probably
4: don't that. even have an hour on this ship.
3: Right. We might not have an hour period. I chug.
5: Chug.
4: Good idea. All right. Chris is going to hold on to his because he wants loot.
3: I
2: don't. Ha- I don't have one.
1: Oh. Now there's okay. only yeah.
2: Uh... Oh, that's kind of cool. The cestus
1: actually. Yeah.
2: I'll put on a, a, a pair of the battle gloves, Cestus. Do you want to
1: say what they do while you're looking at it?
2: Yeah, battle gloves are a popular economical choice for mercenaries and guards. These durable nylon web or para-aramid gloves hold weighted, a weighted plate over the wearer's knuckles. You can hold other objects or weapons in hand while wearing a glove, but you can't use the glove to make attacks while doing so. So you, you're always armed when you have one of those on. That's
4: interesting.
3: If I may, if I may by the way, if they are a pair, it is actually Cestii. Exactly, from the Latin.
1: <laughs> there's four of them. So what's four? There's from four four pair? No, there's there's four pair. Yeah, there's four pairs of them. That's so eight all day. Yes, that is eight all day. Well, four pair Just for fair. them. You see, now if they were cassothin, does that really mean it was only two pair? Because they have four arms? Ah, uh, right. That's true. Actually, it's not four pair. It's only four. It's not a pair. Because you only put one on oh, one hand at a time. Four. Oh, I'll wear, I'll wear one. Because it's a one-handed weapon. dun dun ching So this actually uh-huh. was one set for That's one to That makes sense. There you go.
2: I'll put one on my left hand. So much math. Just like the, the king of pop,
6: the one-gloved one.
2: Anyone want one of these?
6: Jess, you should take one. Yep. Should I? All right. Just, since you can wear it and hold the gun, right? Yep.
3: Uh, the machine gun isn't a two-hander?
6: You can hold the weapon with it on, just in case.
1: Yeah, it's actually both. It's uh, you can hold it while wielding the machine gun. It's basically a gauntlet. It's if as we're long playing it Pathfinder,
3: it's a gauntlet.
2: It's like a spiked gauntlet or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's very good actually, because yeah, you you, you you can always provoke now. I mean, you can uh, yeah. threaten in a way. There's two more.
1: Does anyone want to wear any? Anyway? Well,
5: and also if it's right next to you. Don't want to provoke with a ranged weapon, you just simply punch it.
1: There's two more if anyone else wants them.
5: Alright, I'll put one on unless it's barred to me. So that I can actually threaten... Basic
1: them. melee weapons. Great. Can there we go. I'm good. Got one more. I'll, I'll wear two if no
2: one wants to. I'll Hell know. yeah.
1: Punchy puncho. You don't need to.
2: Well, why not? I might need to.
1: You might no. need to. Okay. Okay, weirdo. You have two on. What if he...
3: What if one of his hands gets cut off? What then? Exactly. Well, then Skywalker. you
1: have bigger problems. Uh, let's see, Mister. Sorry, Miss Nala, are you getting the shuriken? Yeah, though I'm trying. To, I'm trying. I'm trying
7: to figure out if I can even use them. I mean, no throwing They're weapons. One I
1: mean... d 10 feet draw and
7: throw. I mean, I don't have a ranged attack, so I might as well just in case.
1: And thrown. things are all strength based things, they're special one handed weapons. So, if you give me a second, I can see if you could even use them. Do you need a sidearm?
7: Oh, wait, I have a gun. What am I th- What am I saying? I'm an idiot. Oh, I'll still take them, anyways, just as treasure. Okay, while you are doing that, you notice
1: that there was a hollow projector in the ceiling with one of the shuriken lodged in it. Oh. In addition, there is eight tactical batons, and there's one more force baton, if anyone wants that.
3: Yeah, does someone want that force baton?
6: Not I. What's your strength, Jess?
3: I can use it, but if anyone is more melee-focused than me, uh, I'd rather they get a crack at it.
6: You have the best shot if it's a force baton. Then that's... I'll go, I'll... Can, I
7: mean, I can use it, but my, I assume my Solarian weapon's better than that anyways. Yeah, but I'll gladly take it if nobody wants it. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yours.
3: I take the Force Baton. I'll swap out my Tactical Baton for it.
7: What about this holo projector? Is there anything interesting about that? Yes.
6: Computer engineer
7: That's correct.
1: You isn't can maybe it bring like, it
6: back to life. Isn't
4: it like 15 feet off the ground?
1: Yeah, well, is really tall, and she kind of uses her solar weapon to knock it out. So, yeah, you guys might have to like do a little of, uh, jury rigging to get someone up there, but I think you could do it. We could do the old heave-ho hoist like a... uh, Here,
2: stand on my shoulders. Like a cheerleader pyramid.
4: Can we just get that robot over here and we can just climb it? That
2: robot's bolted
1: to the ground, though, I think. He also might punch you.
4: I don't like either of those. We can do
3: something pretty cool with that robot later. We just got to sit tight.
1: So let me know if anyone's doing anything.
7: Well, if someone wants to kind of boost me up, I can try to take a look at it. I have decent computers. Uh, I will help you with that. Do we have to do any skill checks to get up there, or should I just give you a computer's check?
1: Uh, you're not under pressure. I presume you guys are. Yeah, we left hell. Get them up. There. Yeah, yeah. Ten. Exactly. <laughs> Nala, while doing the pyramid, manages to repair the projector enough to replay a small holovid. You see in front of you a holovid of some skirmish. It's grainy and it cuts out periodically. Before ending, when you see a crew member throwing a shuriken that passes into the projector itself. I guess someone would have to give me a perception check to sort of figure out what you're looking at because it's kind of grainy and distorted. You better let me. <clears throat> Nala gets a 14, looking gets a 10. Quinn, with his expert knowledge of 27, actually understands what he sees. It appears that there is a fight of some sort. It looks like a skirmish between a living crew member against some beast that's semi-corporeal. And at the end, when they throw the shuriken, it goes right through the incorporeal-ish creature and hits the projector before it dies.
4: Can we collect the holovid?
1: No, you can download it. You can download it, but you, yes, yes that's download yeah. It, yeah,
4: the family deserves to see
1: that. Yes, you can download the short video, it's only maybe like 30 seconds long, but yeah, it does look like there was a furious battle, and that is where it left off.
5: Can we post it up on Space Tube?
1: Yeah, but not here, you can't.
5: All right, um, I'm moving. The out. only,
2: well, the only other thing in here is the panel behind the robot's back. What's up with that?
1: That is, yeah, there appears to be a panel behind the back. Uh, can I percept that? Sure, there's a panel there. I open the panel. Give me a strength check. Okay. Plus two. Ten. You are not quite strong enough, but you can try again. As you do it, it whizzes to life and is like, there ready to spar? No. And then you roll a 22 and you rip the panel right off for the poor thing. And sure enough, it appears to be a battery compartment.
4: Oh, we need those batteries.
1: Take them batteries. This actually is a uh, very large battery, much bigger than the ones that you use for day-to-day use, like, you know, for your guns and stuff. There's appears to be, like, a car
6: battery. My guess is we will have to refresh that force field to contain whatever killed the rest of the Mm, people. That's a good idea.
2: Alright, so um and this you said this robot is it's 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 bolted it's like stuck in this corner, right?
1: Yeah, it's stuck in the corner and as soon as you take the battery out it just goes whoa, and it okay. stops talking. Then the lights all go off.
3: Poor little guy.
2: Alright, I give the battery uh to, to Willet. Is it heavy? So here you go. Oh no, it says light.
4: Okay, good.
1: Yeah, it's like five bulk. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: No,
4: it's
1: like it's light It doesn't even say it's light bulk.
2: All right, I guess we press on. And I'm, I'm now I'm armed with um, the baton instead of my longsword.
1: Oh, I'm All concerned right. about this turret, though, now. You should be. Well, guess what? You should be, because guess what happens?
5: It opens fire on us.
1: Pretty much. As you walk into the hallway, Jess and Pollux, first ones into the hallway, the turret spins, facing them with a pulsating red light between its twin barrels and suddenly opens fire. Except there appears to be no ammo. Oh, thank God. It just results in an intensifying whine of spooling weapons, but nothing ever happens. In the extended version of Aliens. Yes, that's exactly right. There, there, the guns ran dry. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's exactly what happened. It's just sitting there spinning and spinning and trying to fire and the lights flashing sporadically, but nothing happens. But it is tracking you.
4: I feel, ba- thing.
3: I f- I feel bad for all of the machine intelligence on this ship. I throw a shuriken at it. Don't be a dick. You don't even have one. No, I don't have one. <laughs>
1: Unless
7: you took one. No, I didn't.
3: Headed around the corner.
7: That's a dishonorable weapon.
3: What the hell is dishonorable about...
7: I throw a shuriken at Pollux. Not, not, like, very hard.
1: Yeah.
3: uh, Just
2: enough to ding off his armor. Hey, it causes a bleed.
1: Okay, so you've gone to the north corridor. There appears to be three doors. One to the west, one to the east, one to the north. Left side first. I vote port door, yep. Always. I wait for Jess. Yeah, Quinn's way in the back. There you go. There you go.
5: I'm catching up now.
1: You have your cane.
5: Well, I call it a staff, but yes.
1: Open says me. The,
5: the west. Yes. So, uh, west, port out, starboard home.
1: You open the door. Cracks mar the surface of this room's western wall. A constant thrum of power is audible within the area, clearly emanating from an immense engine embedded in the northern wall. A standalone module sits opposite the only entrance to this room, but the thick cable that should connect it to the humming engine is split. Three rectangular stacks of batteries fill the southern end of this engine room.
5: So many batteries.
1: Unlimited power.
5: Stay on target. Stay on target.
1: So the cables broke? No, they seem to be split. And it's hard to tell if it was done on purpose or accident. you have to do a little bit of a check for that.
4: I mean I'm obviously just gonna just gonna fix this. Yeah.
5: Yeah,
1: do it. Okay, give me a uh engineering now, check.
5: I, I, I've been watching movies and holding two power lines and just pulling them
4: together, doesn't that make you dead? I have rubber gloves. Sit back, old man. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: You, um, you look at the patchwork of rerouted wires and it would take an expert more time than you have to reverse engineer it. And you recognize immediately the futility of attempting to reroute power with the existing wires and systems that you would need days and many more materials than you have here. The damage was extensive. It looks like it actually blew up. Um, it was a result of probably what happened to the West Nacelle that sort of rerouted power and blew through all of this. And it sort of did massive damage to not only the wiring, the engine, and the power. And that could be why they were having trouble and were sort of dead in space.
4: So, I'll look at everyone. I can fix it, but not before that storm tears us all apart.
1: All right, we
2: better move, better press
1: on. Then forget it. What about these batteries? Those are batteries. There are batteries south of the Kroll. There appears to be several brick-sized starship batteries stacked on metal shelves. There appears to be names for each of these shelves in Cassothan.
6: Are they all dead? Looking. What do they say? Are they the, the
1: crew members? The topmost row is hooked up to an exposed power terminal labeled Mess with a black marker. Another power terminal is labeled Bridge. And they appear to be mostly, if not uh, all dead.
5: Is one of them Captain's Quarters? Is the power still on in the Captain's Quarters that's holding the force field to keep the monster at bay?
1: No. There appears to be one attacked There's one for mess and one for bridge.
6: Okay. Um, Which ones are still powered? None. All dead. Okay. Yes.
2: Okay okay so we have a battery we could well i guess we'll see what's up i'm guessing that the mess is the door to the east watch
3: that's that's logical
1: let's check it out meanwhile the storm is getting closer and the lightning surging through the ship is continuing to make the lights flicker on and off and messing up your power uh, on your components as well by the way
3: all right eastern door
1: does jess open it yes sir jess opens the door A 10-foot-wide communal shower stands along the south of this room. A rack of toilets rests within the north. You also see a rack of towels rests within reach, while a trio of sinks and toilet stalls covers the rest of the room. A single door emits access to this washroom, which you opened. Communal shower. Uh,
5: do, do we actually have a moment or two? Because I have to say, with my prostate, I could actually use this for just one moment.
6: I'm not going to bathe your prostate.
5: <laughs> no, no, we're on
6: mission. I'm sorry. Okay, okay.
2: It's nice to at least put doors on those stalls. I
6: don't know. Do we even bother with this? No. I mean, search it real quick. But other than that, all right, I'll do a quick reception. And um, quick look for personal effects or for
7: the ID card.
5: Natural one. I see nothing.
7: Okay, well. Quinn doesn't does
1: nothing. What does Pollux get?
7: Pollux gets uh, a 10. The
1: water actually appears to be working, by the way, as do the toilets, if you want to try to use them. yeah, you notices go. nights nice 27 is like, yeah, this, this actually still works. That's hmm. it? Yeah. And the garbage you know. and all that? Oh, uh, yeah. You don't seem me anything. I mean, do you want to turn anything on? Flush the toilets? Turn on the showers? Do any of that? Uh I don't think so. Okay. I'll turn on the sink. What the hell? want to see blood come out
4: yeah that's obviously it's
1: gonna happen you turn on the sink the water turns on it is a nice clean clear water that turns into a deep crimson the color of blood for a few seconds before it turns back to its regular consistency does it really yes i was just saying that (laughs) at least it wasn't predictable yeah it wasn't predictable
2: all right, you know what? That intrigues me. Is that a, like I shake my head? Is that was that a? Did I really see that? Did
6: anyone else see that? I was watching you.
3: Huh? Oh, what's going on in there?
6: Uh, yes, you saw that too, Pollux, If Pol- you were watching him. Oh, Pollux, Uh, we saw the the water. Briefly, was blood, and then water again. I turn on. I turn did on. Miss shower.
3: something cool? I run in and try. I run in and try all the fixtures.
6: Yeah, turn on the <laughs> shower.
1: Um, the all the rest of them appear to be totally clean water. God damn ah! it!
5: I I'm a little worried about your mental states there, Mr. Lucan and Pollux. Have have you actually considered seeking psychological treatment?
4: Alright, let's focus. Let's focus
5: to the bridge.
6: Focus to the bridge, yeah. Yep. Man Man, there'd better
3: be something angry on the other side of this. Oh, don't worry, it's coming.
5: I'm just saying, following space horror movie tropes, I am not going to believe that they saw the red blood coming out of it at all. I'm going to ex- ignore it and assume there must be something wrong with them, and not the ship.
1: Space sickness.
5: Space madness.
1: So, what are you doing? I take the door. The door will not open. It appears to be not locked. It has no power. Oh, all right. right. So, so we got. Fi- so we got. We fire- know what to do here. We got to find the battery- up a bridge battery.
4: We take our. I- I'll take the robot battery and hook it up to the bridge terminal.
1: Do you do that, um, will it?
4: Yes, do I need a skill check for that?
1: No. So, there's no bridge. There's, um, there's mess, and there is bridge. I thought you said I thought you said <laughs> <of the> bridge. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Duh? Okay, you hook it up to the bridge. Other bridge. Battle bridge.
4: Your, your, your left bridge.
1: Do you try to open the door? Yes. Sure. Nothing happens. Oh, so this may be the mess then. Let's try that. There's still no power. Try the mess then.
4: I will try the mess.
1: Yeah,
2: because we haven't seen the mess, so the mess is probably a mess, and then another door in the bridge. That's what it is. I'm in the bridge. Will
1: it puts the battery? Do you put it and attach it to the mess? Yes. As soon as you do that, roll for combat. You hear right. an explosion to the south. Oof. And... To the south? Yes. Oh, shit. To the south.
3: Quinn, no! Could you be a little more specific?
1: In a second.
4: I mean, where is south in space, really?
3: You mean
1: south aft? Aft <laughs> of the ship. <laughs> Just for that.
7: Oh. Just hey,
1: checking. Uh, I, hey, uh, hey, uh, something starts attacking Quinn. Yeah with an absolute one and misses quinn but there is projectiles firing at him jess is up from that turret
3: i run the hell in front of quinn
1: so you got to move in a standard so you can move now you have a really low movement you only have 20 movements so
3: i'm only moving that's, 15 baby that's
1: 15 okay and um so what are you doing Setting my sights down the hall. I see anything. What are you, human? Yep. So you cannot With see the flashlight. past 20 feet. It's oh. dim light, so you're going to have to give me a perception check. Cool. With a flashlight? It's only 20 feet. This is way past your vision.
3: Whatever. Let's just play.
1: Nope. You don't see anything. You know something came from the south. You I fire, th- I, I'll fire you a burst see...
3: straight south.
6: No, that's your check.
1: You you uh you're done. That's an active role. I'll
6: I'll so, check it out. Lucan's up. I have dark vision thanks to my armor, and dark vision is thirty feet. Sixty feet. Are you kidding me?
4: Some of them are thirty. Some are sixty. Let
6: me check my armor. Let me see. Maybe, maybe if you move up
5: closer to the monster, that's gonna kill you.
6: That's fine. We gotta do it anyway. Yep. Wait, what are you looking up? My infrared sensors. Sixty feet.
1: Okay. You can kind of see to the southwest there where that turret was like following you there appears to not be there anymore and like some smoke and small amount of fire is coming from that appears to be gone. However, in the southeast there appears to be a brand new turret that is tracking you. Great, I will shoot at it. Go right ahead.
6: With what? What did you have out? I I have um in my hand, I have my tactical sh- um, pistol. Um, it, uh, you know what? It's in my holster. And guess what? I call it to my hand with magic. Nice. So you can do that. I have. That, that is cool. Called. Uh, do I get trick attacks on robotic turrets? Too late. Yeah, to declare it. It's
1: a full round action. Too late to do it. Oh, right. I can't move and
6: do that, right? Nope. Nope. It's a full round action.
1: Actually, no, you can move. And I do can, it. but I have yeah, to but here, kind of say but he it. not use he can't use a swift action.
6: No swift action when you do a full attack? It's, no, no,
1: no. You can't. It's, that's the whole point.
6: That's weird. No, it's a full action. Full action uses everything up. Oh,
1: including swift. Including swift. Uh, you roll an eight. Well, you roll the three for an eight, and you miss. Okay. Quinn is up. Quinn cannot see this. So, I cannot see it. Okay.
5: Um, The turret, a new
1: turret has appeared.
5: Has it attacked us? Is it? Are, are we it, in danger? Yes, it shot you, Stay behind.
3: Stay behind me, sir. Oh,
5: I, I'm okay. I I can't really see where it is right now. Could one of you nice people maybe fly, shine a light in that direction? I'd appreciate it.
6: We're handling it. Uh,
5: I'm ready in action. If I see it, uh, I will cast Magic Missile as a full round.
7: Uh, okay, Nala. I'm going to attune in, like, photon mode. And since I at least saw where Lucan was shooting, even if I didn't see the thing itself, I'm going to... Run down that way and try to to find it and attack it. Okay, you uh, do have
1: dark vision, correct, or something like that. Or low light. Vision. Um,
7: I actually don't think Lashenta's have that. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Okay,
1: you'll just have to get a little closer to see it, but you should be okay.
7: That's close,
1: <laughs> but that's thirty-five. Oh, you have a move of forty.
7: Yeah, I have fleet. So okay, well, here's
1: that. the issue: it's fifteen feet off the ground, so you can't reach it with a melee weapon oh boy
7: that was dumb (laughs) you can attack it with a ranged weapon well okay let me when at the point that i can see that it's off the ground can i stop my movement like there yeah sure okay
1: yep yep you are gonna have a 20 miss chance because you don't have light but that's okay but yeah you can shoot at it in the ceiling
7: actually i think my photon mode gives me dim like dim light but i'll have to check the range
1: well it doesn't matter because you roll a seven and miss with your semi-auto pistol. Look at that. Then meanwhile, Willet. it has no idea what's going on because Willet is in the engine room.
4: All I know is that I saw, I saw some folks run past this door, and I heard some explosions and maybe some gunshot.
6: And you heard me say yes. the turret is shooting at you.
4: So if I take a step towards this door, can I stick my head out and see the turret with a sixty dark vision?
1: I'll say you see people facing that, and you look and you see it.
4: Okay, can I shoot at it?
1: Yeah, you're gonna get a negative eight, but sure.
4: Oh, what's the negative eight for?
1: Every person you pass through is a negative four. So. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to
4: shoot through them. No. Well, if you can, you can keep moving past them all,
1: then you might want to get in front of people.
4: Oh, no, I'm definitely not going to get in front of people. I think I'll stay right here. (laughs) There you go. Sit tight.
6: Then take the shot and roll 20.
4: Yeah. I mean, you can always crit farm. 5% Uh, chance. uh, I'm going to farm for cover. Can I just take cover behind this wall? I'm really not trying to get shot. That's a great idea.
1: You can just walk. Yeah, well, you still have movement. You can move totally against the wall and not have any line of sight and not get shot at all.
4: That sounds pretty good. And then if y'all get out of the way, I can shoot next turn. Let's go. just
1: do that. We'll just we'll just stay alive. Yeah, look at that. it's totally hiding. it has gone to the Chris Beamer School of Combat.
4: I like to stay alive.
1: Speaking of Chris Beamer, Pollux Germaticus Dramaticus. Dramaticus, Pollux dramaticus mm. is all the way in the back with his super heavy armor and only his melee weapons. What are you gonna do?
2: I thought I was all the way in the front, but the thing tides have turned. Um Yes,
5: I am, I am I is embarrassed by you now.
2: All right, she's going to be a little more embarrassed after this move. I, I take cover in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said it. I said, said that. Into st- a room. Oh God! <laughs> I said it. Will it? And Alex are brothers Paladin and sisters in arm. <laughs>
4: That's a and smart man in that bathroom.
2: <laughs> and I, I
3: cast. Um, I cast
5: Lawful a good spell. hero, right? I'm I, just yep, checking. I cast a spell. I cast a spell. You know, oh, so, a, spell. Wow.
3: You know a, th- a thought occurs to me. If if that door is open now, we could just go forward and leave this thing here. Yeah, he didn't
1: he did say it was open. I don't think it is.
4: We got to get out this way. So we no, I said as soon
1: as the battery went in, this all occurred. I didn't just try the, the battery
4: door. out. I'm just going to pull the battery
1: out. Let's uh, well. For now, Pollux is in there and doing something. Well,
2: I'm just I'm just casting a telepathic message in case I need to talk to anyone telepathically. Oh
1: god.
0: In in case, oh my god. So
5: you're going to keep asking him every round, is it gone yet? Is it gone yet? Is it safe for me to come out? Is it gone yet?
3: The first time I'm asked, I say yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing spins up and tracks Nala, the lights blinking, and the twin turrets attack her and hit for eight points of damage. Price Jess is up okay let's see it rolled a 29 by the way
3: I advanced to Nala. can I see it now with
1: my flashlight I'm gonna say yes I think it yes be right in 20 feet yep
5: does that mean I can also see it I have ready to action
1: yeah 20 yeah point. yeah your ready right. action will give me a second do it yep
3: that was the idea
5: thank you I appreciate it
1: you go, you try to cast magic missile, but since this is not a living thing, nothing happens. Quinn's turn um, is over. You can't yeah, attack you can't attack, nope, I, you can't attack I, I, a machine.
3: I light it the fuck
1: up. That means I shoot. Sure. You roll a fourteen for seventeen with your machine gun no less, and get four points of damage. You hit it, take some damage. Still, uh, Steve, Still active. I have a
5: question about the uh, machine thing. I think you might be thinking of Mind Thrust, that it doesn't have a mind. Nope. I'm sending Magic Missile. Ma- I'm sending energy. It's an energy attack.
1: It has to be a... If you look at the description... Check the spell.
5: A creature is the only identifier.
1: Not a creature. Not a creature.
5: Ah. All right. I didn't know creature had a new definition. All right.
1: It has to be a... It says right there, creatures must still be valid targets. And it's yeah. not... A, it's not a creature.
5: Well, that, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I didn't know creature had a specific definition in Starfinder. Okay. It's el- it
3: self-identifies as a device.
5: All
1: right. It's All right like so you can't use magic missile on a door or anything that's not a living, sentient, or semi-sentient, or robotic, or being. This is a, uh, a trap. You can't actually attack a trap. Okay.
6: I mean, I'll triple check. Give me a sec. No, nah, that's fine. Well, I mean, look it up, but if it, if it, if it can, great. Well, I'm still look, going to shoot I'll, I'll, it.
5: I'll look it up, but uh, go on with everything else. I did not get my ready to action. It didn't go off because the spell didn't go off. That's fine.
3: S- stay behind me.
6: I will uh, move, but also ready my trick attack. 30 feet right there. I will roll my trick attack by calling my gun back and forth through my hands. Yeah, it's not a creature. It doesn't have a stat block. It's not considered a creature. All right. So, Lucan moves. I'm doing my trick attack. Hold on. Let me find the skill because the list is a little weird, wonky. Oh, it's just your whatever. Right. Slight of hand, 23. Yep. Uh, sure. I don't know how you trick a turret, but go right ahead. Well, it's trying to track my hand. I mean, you tell me if I can't use it against a trap.
1: Uh, I think you might. I don't know. I think you can. the Spells are a little different than this, but I'll double trick. Actually, it's easy. If it says, I'll say what it says.
2: I'm guessing no, because it's all keyed off of like deceit, deceiving the yeah, target. Yeah, I'm gonna say or, you can't use know.
1: trick attack because it's 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 a little. It's like you startle the foe or trick it. And, right. So if it
6: can't be tricked I'm in anyway, say you can't really trick like, it. Like have it rotate and not yeah. look at somebody else. I don't yeah. know how it works. I'm gonna say it doesn't work.
1: Okay. But hit it anyway. Yeah, you managed to hit with the 16 and do four points of damage. So you still hit it. Nala is up.
7: I'm going to drop prone. Okay. And take a take a shot at it.
1: Okay. Roll a two for a three. So you drop prone. <laughs> well, it is still in there.
4: All right. So now if I look through the door, uh, do I have a clear shot? I'll say
1: you, well, you're going to have to go through the door to have a clear shot.
4: I'll I will cautiously do so.
1: Now you got a clear shot. Now you're in the hallway. It's 40 feet away.
4: Yeah, my rifle. Laser
1: pistol. Oh, oh yeah. this is
4: the laser rifle.
1: Yes, laser rifle. Sorry. Yes, hits for 14.5 points of damage. Definitely did not like that. Pollux is up. Good job. Pollux is washing <laughs> his hands. using in the bathroom. Yep,
2: yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. pretty much.
1: blood
5: poured on him. I
2: do this. I run to I'm like, wait, why am I over here?
5: And you're here from six voices. We've all wondered that too.
2: right, I run to that door and I try to open it.
5: Bravely runs away. (laughs) Oh my god, you're bleeding (laughs) encounters. Excellent. You're running in the opposite direction.
2: Okay, you open the door and it opens. And I and then I yell out The the door to the north
5: is
1: open if you want to retreat
5: We can bleed encounters with everything on the ship at once.
1: This is all I'm gonna tell you, what you see. That's what I yell. As you open the door, you see A room that resembles a charnel house. Mm. There are dead people, blood, viscera. This place looks disgusting. And you just opened up the door. Awesome. Let's see what happens. The turret is up. (laughs) You're already in combat. I can't do it again. There's more turrets. Okay, the turret will whiz to life. Who's it going to track? That is Jess. Right. damn it rolls Ouch. a 22 and hits for 12 points of damage to jess
5: all right
1: have already threw all your stamina into your hit points quinn is up that's all right
5: uh are you damaged enough to need a heal yet oh yeah well stamina
6: okay. how, how much how deep into hit points are you what can we tell it looks like she took like three or four. Okay,
5: I'll tell you this. I I move up, and as a move action, I take a Mark One Healing Serum out of my and put it in my hand to apply to somebody next round.
3: I mean, my maximum was eleven.
5: Well, it looks like you mostly took stamina damage, and only a few. Hit
3: yeah, I did. I'm only t- I'm yeah, okay. only t- I'm only two down for now.
5: Yeah, that that's. I, I I had asked you, and you said yes. I probably should have just rushed forward. I suppose I'm metagaming by look at your it, health.
3: It's fine. I'm just excited to be here.
1: Jess is <laughs> up. Get the blood pumping as you get the Let's get rock! pumped full of 12 rounds of projectile file. 12 points. It was max damage, by the way. 2d6. So thing That was a, brutal. Brutal. You're up, Jess.
3: Revenge. I'm so excited to return fire.
1: Now you can do something called a full round attack, where you get two attacks, minus four for each attack. If you want to try that. No. No. Just letting you know. It is an option. Jess attacks with a machine gun. Well, attacks with the machine gun rolls a sixteen for a nineteen and does two points of damage on a one d ten. Yes, it is continuing the tradition of the PCs rolling horribly and the GM hold rolling fantastically. Oh wait, did you want to move, Jess? Are you are you done? Sorry. No, man, I'm
3: co- I'm covering.
1: You got it, Luke, and you're up.
6: I take a little bit of cover behind this wall and take a shot. Donkey. <laughs> Rolling 18 for
1: 23 and do one. Uh, point I did Achille. Of damage. Achille. Well, that's
5: two people in a row who did positive damage.
7: Nala is up. I'm going to keep with the trend of shooting things.
1: Remember, you can do a full round if you want.
7: Actually, you know what? I am going to try to do full round.
1: I figured you would. You already had a. You only have a plus one, so you might as well try to crit farm or like try to hit was two as opposed to one because your your range is pretty weak. Uh, the first attack, sixteen for a thirteen, barely. Oh, misses. would have hit. Would have hit
7: if I were just done with the
1: yeah, maybe. But you get another one.
2: It's called missing more. It, it could be called that. Like like it's called flurry of Mist- <laughs> Oh!
1: not really <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice.
5: yes. glory of the kill excellent
1: good job people the turret explodes as Nala finally gets that last shot it's like miss 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 that she like takes careful aim and shoots and gets a 19 and does 6 points of damage full damage and blows it up hey everyone Steve here so that was a fun, exciting combat. Do join us next week, where we finish the Cries from the Drift adventure, and you'll find out if they live, if they die, or if that incorporeal ghost kills them. Let me tell you, incorporeal, oof, those things are nasty. So a couple of show notes. Whole bunch, actually. A couple of things. First of all, one thing is cover. If you notice, I said something about how each person gives you soft cover and it stacks, so... Basically, if like two people in front of you, then you get a minus 8 to the attack, and if three people, it's minus 12. And I was talking to some people on the roll for combat Discord, and they don't believe it does stack, that no matter how many people are in front of you, you just get a minus 4. The thing is, I've been playing it this way, probably about 70 episodes of Starfinder by now, and I've also played it this way many times with Paizo employees, and not once has it ever been called out as incorrect. So whether it stacks or doesn't stack, that's kind of just the way I've been playing it, and to date it has never been called out, and I've had many of the people from Paizo, including the original authors of Starfinder, play with me, and not once did they say that we were doing it incorrectly. So I will try to find out once and for all if it does or does not stack. I actually don't think it does stack. I think you'd have 100 people in front of you and you still get a minus 4 as opposed to like a minus 2,000. But the way I've been playing it, it just seems to make more sense that if three people in front of you, it's a heck of a lot harder to hit someone with a ranged weapon than if one person in front of you. So that's the way we've been playing it. Also, one of the more interesting things that came up is Magic Missile not working on an object, as well as Trick Attack. So that's something that's a little unclear in the rules, but one thing is I used kind of the Pathfinder rule set. When in doubt, I always kind of fall back to Pathfinder, and Magic Missile didn't work on objects and this was not a creature this was a trap it was a trap you could destroy with force but it was not quote a creature it did not have a creature stat block therefore in my opinion magic missile would not work although magic missile will work on an android or a construct it doesn't work on things like doors or windows or in this case a machine gun and as for not being able to use trick attack same thing it was not a creature so whether or not that's wrong or right, I believe that's correct. It's not completely clear in the rules, but using Pathfinder as sort of my basis, that is the way I called it. Finally, one thing you might've heard us do is that whenever someone rolls a one on damage, we call it a Keeley. That is because if anyone listens to 1-10, our prior adventure, we had Jason Keeley from Paizo on the show, and he rolled ones. That's all he rolled. I swear to God, every single one of his damage rolls was a 1. So to mark that occasion, we now call 1s keelies, And it's kind of catching on. We were doing it at PaizoCon. He's totally into it. He was doing it with us. We played with him at PaizoCon. He was calling them Keelys. We're calling them Keelys. We have a couple more shows recorded. Call them Keeleys there. I got some other Paizo employees calling them keelies. So guys, let's try to make this a thing. Whenever you roll a 1... Call it a Keeley. Finally, if you have any questions or want to talk to us, check out our Discord channel. You just go to discord.roleforcombat.com and you can join us. We actually play Starfinder on there. We play both live games and play-by-post games, and you can join us. Also, if you want to see what all the characters look like, I post pictures of all the PCs there. And if you want your Starfinder Society character drawn... Just contact me and I can show you how we can turn your character not only drawn full color but make it into a t-shirt as well. I know a lot of people did it for PaizoCon and they got to wear and show their Starfinder Society characters while they were playing. So get yours in time for Gen Con this year. And do check out our new feed for Roll for Combat Starfinder Society. You can find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Android, pretty much everywhere. Do give us a nice review if you like the show. And if you just want to subscribe to that feed and just listen to all of our upcoming Starfinder Society podcasts, we have a couple more already in the can. Those will be coming out pretty soon after this. We'll just keep on going, playing through. Got some new ones coming with some new players. Got a couple of good Paizo employees, and that is pretty fun. But next week, we're going to finish up this Cries from the Drift. This is actually known as one of the hardest adventures. I guess we'll find out if they all live or they all die next week. Otherwise, I'll see you
0: guys later. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that you can't spell slaughter without laughter.